So yesterday. No, well today she's going to work because Molly's fucking up to take her to the beach. Nice. Usually she goes to Teach Sue's house, right, Carter? This morning, everybody's here. Like last night, I picked up the girls from the airport. Nicole. Yeah. So you excited to go to the beach today, huh? All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Where is she at? Where's who at? Um, yeah, so as you can hear, Carter, Nicole, and Avery are definitely back. Avery went to school today. But then this morning, one of my other favorite people came in town with my mom, Shelly Rock in the building. Yeah, yeah back in L.A. You haven't been to L.A. since, what, like, 08? 08, yo. Remember when I was at the airport and you had to go get me some pants? Because I came on my phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold that. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Hold that. <laughs> just I, keeping it honest. I didn't remember that until you actually yes, just dude. mentioned remember, it. Yes, dude. Remember, I almost missed my flight. Yeah, I remember that. I almost missed my flight. You did. You definitely you did. You gave me your pants. And I was sprinting. <laughs> She's like, yo, do you need these back? No, I don't. No, no. You can keep those. <laughs> yep. You go ahead. Keep those. So please. so embarrassing. <laughs> You're like, Michelle, you can't miss your flight. I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah, man, so you actually get to see, there's been a lot of growth, a lot of different things going on since the last time we were here. Yeah. And uh, I know you're only here for like a day and a half. Well, two days. Two days. Actually. Two yeah. days, so. All day Friday, we'll, we'll get into a little some, some regular stuff, you know. I used to do like this grandiose tour back in the day. <laughs> right? You know, the sightseeing tour, but I live here now, yeah. So, I like to just show people yeah. what it's like, just being here, living here. As long as I'm with my family, that's all that matters, honestly. I don't really care. Well, I'm glad to have you here. Glad to have you here. We're gonna go to uh, my workout class later. Did you bring some shoes? Yeah, I got my shoes, got my shorts, got my shirt. I almost brought some cleats, because I was like, see if they got some pickup soccer at night. (laughs) (laughs) I love just going to random places on the planet. Shout out to the Anchor family. Mad love. Today's going to be a busy day. I think I'll keep it active. Keep you posted on what's going on. Holla. <laughs> Alright, so Michelle wanted to come to work with me today because she wanted to see what I do. I'm about to give her a tour. Alright, Michelle. Welcome to the Social Justice... Shut up, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the Social Justice Learning Institute. The mission of the organization is to improve the overall health, education, and well-being of youth and communities of color. We have three ways that are like the pillar, I guess the foundation of the organization of how we approach our work. And we do that through research, training, and community mobilization, right? From the research standpoint, not only do we do research on the things that the community feels is important, but we also teach community members how to do that research. And then we also do trainings uh, not only just how to do research, but like nutrition education, uh, 
critical literacy, um, you know, we were working with the youth and helping them have a mindset around how to engage in the world, you know, being a youth of color and how that impacts them. So we do trainings of all different kinds, right? But all of that is so that we can motivate them with the, with the mindset and the skill sets to mobilize the community on their own. Because at the end of the day, the vision we have is where individuals can use their own agency in order to impact each other's lives. So if you, have the, if you know how to do research, you, know, you have the skill sets to do what you need to do, you can make impact on people's lives. And so we've been able to do that in many different ways over the years. The organization was established in 2008. And, um, you know, we're making, making moves. So you're teaching them Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, it's broken down into two uh, areas of focus, educational equity and health equity. And educational equity, we're working with uh, young men of color in our Urban Scholars Program, teaching them, uh, like I said earlier, giving them a critical lens around the world so they know how to approach it. One of the pillars of how we do that, though, um, uh, through our response program is something called a YPAR project. It's Youth Participatory Action Research. So they get to select a subject matter that matters to them. We teach them how to come up with the research question. And uh, after they learn how to come up with the research question, we teach them how to do the research project itself, how to do surveying and all that. And then uh, they come up with different solutions. Hey, how you doing? How can I help you? I'm looking forward, okay? Uh, you can have a seat. I'll give them a call. Then okay. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, and so uh, they come up with solutions as well, and then we teach them how to implement those solutions. Uh, but it's also, you know, preparing them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, critical thinking. Absolutely. Um, so not only are we helping them in the classroom and they're being social uh, change agents in their own community, we're also preparing them to go to college or to stand up for things that they believe in. Um, and so, you know, the, the educational equity, equity pro programming is pretty cool. We also, you know, college readiness, so they can come in here and do homework, they can come in here and uh, prepare, you know, for like their FAFSA for college or, you know, look for jobs and that type of stuff too. Um, or they can come in here and make music. Oh, nice. We teach them how to do that. Uh, it's, a, it's a free studio for them to come and do that. We, uh, you may meet somebody named DCJ. He's a young man who's a budgeting artist. And this team that usually sits in here that uh, Melissa is on is a team that runs our educational equity program. Mm -hmm. Cool. Now we're going into the health equity wing of the building, right? This is my office. That's my desk. It's a mess. Yeah, nice that's me job. over there. Good job, bro. Yeah, because I'm... That's why I'm not sitting in there today. <laughs> and we have... No, we have support team here who actually does nutrition education. This is Nicole's team. We operates out of this office. And then uh, Sarah is our Champions for Change uh, program manager. And so, like, all the work that we're doing, nutrition education, also policy and systems work and all that type of stuff, she is in charge of that. Mm -hmm. And she works basically hand-in-hand -hand with me to really move the ball forward on those things. But we also have um, Christina Perez. She's out and about taking care of the gardens and stuff. She's in charge of the food, uh, gr growing of the food. Um, our, our farm and production manager. And then we also have Tracy Bonilla. She's in charge of our community-supported agriculture program. We're delivering fresh produce to people's homes. Um, 
Then we have people who, so when you see the Instagram and all that, like yeah. that comes out of this office, as well as always raising the funds. And this is Dark's office as well. But this is who we are as far as health equity is concerned. So in health equity, which I am the program director of, right? Our focus is improving access to healthy foods as well as access to physical activity in a built environment. The whole plan is to drive down diet-related diseases, right? And so we feel like first people have to have the knowledge about how to change their lifestyles into healthier lifestyles. Then we have to have the tools in order for them to be able to get access to those things. So that's why we don't just only do nutrition education. We also have built 100 gardens in the community so that people can have access to that food. But just because you grow the food doesn't mean that they have access to it. So that's why we have our CSA program, which is delivering fresh produce to people's homes. It's called uh, uh, The Fresh Box by SGLI. Uh, and then we also have uh, a, a farmer's market that we started here in the city too. Because those are distribution avenues for people to get access to the food. So not only do we give them the information, but we also you know, provide them the space and opportunity to create and have that lifestyle change that they need. Um, so as you see, you know, we're growing food, we got the market, there's our CSA program, working with the youth to teach other people about what we're doing, uh, community groups coming in and helping us do work, schools coming in and finding out what we got going on, like, you know, we, we doing our thing, you know? And uh, so out of this space is where we prepare the, um, the CSA, and then of course, out here, it's one, one of the places where all the magic happens as far as food growing is concerned, and uh, since we brought Christina on board, man, like, she has by far taken this to a whole nother level, like, um, so we, we have, we've built a hundred spaces led by Nicole, um, but as far as the spaces that we maintain, there's about 10 of them that we maintain. And uh, Christina is the one that manages that throughout, uh, throughout each and every day. So my team is always on the move. So today you'll see me, I'll be, I got a phone call today about uh, a, a free produce giveaway that we're doing later on in October. So I have a call about that. Uh, this Michelle, this is Dark. Dark. This is my sister. This is my sister. Oh my God. Okay, let me let me give you a call back a little bit later when I wrap up this week. Okay, I'll be in a second. Let me just get her situated. We're good. Good news. Right. Potentially phenomenal news. I'm coming. Just give me one second. Hold it. Just hold it. Until Saturday after Saturday evening. No, they're leaving Sunday morning. Okay. Yeah, so. All right. Okay, well, let's see if we can, I don't know, get the families together while you're out here. Right, cool. if, you, if you have time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah it's Yeah. So, as you can see, my day is about to get started. And this, this I, I tell people all the time, yes, I'm a program director, but really, the job I have the most, like if you say, Derek, what do you do? So, I'm a fireman. <laughs> Where are you farming? I put out fires all day long. That's what I do. I sit down at my desk and I have some things that I start up. And then after that, I'm like, oh, okay. Derek, what happened with, how can we, okay, this is what you do. Do this. Let me make this phone call. Fire put out. Great. Fire alarms are always coming. But here, you can sit in here. So you ain't got to just post up. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's the tour of that show. So you could probably hear this conference call that I'm on, right? I have it all the way up, the conference line. This, 
this is one of the reasons why I hate conference calls, especially when like there's an in-person meeting, but you have to call into the in-person meeting and the place that they're doing the in-person meeting doesn't have a conference like room, like per se, or at least a conference line. Um, yeah, and the issue that we're talking about is pretty important, but you can't hear anything that's going on. It's cool, man. I'm on the line and I'm following along as best as I can. But then I also have some work that I'm doing where, uh, where we have a, a county grant that we uh, that we service and. Uh, the report for year two is due. And so I'm working on that. And my mom's in town. My sister's in town. So there's a lot of movement happening. But I just thought this was kind of funny. Like, I know that people who do work that happens to happen on, that has to happen on uh, uh, conference lines can attest. Like, this is the bane of existence sometimes. I can't wait till they come up with, like, holograms and, and shit like that where you can actually sit in a room with people without sitting in a room with people. Augmented reality, virtual reality, whatever you want to call it. We need to hurry up and get there because this shit is bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. sunblock they don't have that same have protection yeah. you're from the sun region sweetheart why you <laughs> let them tell you that i said don't let them tell you i said what you'll do is block what's supposed to happen to i said you absorb your body absorbs the sun in the ultraviolence and it produces vitamin d that is why they got to add vitamin d into certain foods because certain people don't produce Vitamin <laughs> D. Right. I said, so you're inhibiting that process when you put block on your skin. I said, don't let them tell you that. The white man was standing there and he looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me. I said, well, we're being bamboozled and we're just getting sucked in so quickly. Well, because was, she, not... was she last year or was she dark skin? No, she was dark skin. Okay. She was my complaint. I mean, even a light skin. Now, if she was very fair, which means she had more Caucasian than than um, melanin well, in her system, but she still has. If she's black, she still has some level of melanin. In yeah, her system. absolutely. So, so you won't burn it like like Nicole. If Nicole's outside, like on a day like today, mm-hmm. she was outside like all all day. Like I wouldn't burn, but she she could burn because she's she, her skin is lighter. So the, the amount of melanin. Well, yeah, that, you know, but well, we can burn if we're out there too long. If we're out there too long. When I was working construction, mm-hmm. I'm out there 10 hours a day. So I made sure I had long sleeve shirts on right. and my skin can sweat and absorb. But because I'm out there 10 hours a day. Yeah, now right, I was right. just out there a couple of hours can absorb that. Yeah, all you need, yeah, for real, all you need is, is 15, 20 minutes, minutes of it. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> That's all you need is 15, mm-hmm. 20 minutes and of it. And get you the amount of vitamin D you need for the day. To, to produce the vitamin D. But your body produces, the sun 
triggers the mechanism that causes you to chemically produce it. We're and like, the vitamin K, and it's all in the melanin process, and my folks just ain't got it. We're like, we're like, uh, we're like trees. Because mm. our hair grows up, mm-hmm. and we attract the sun. We attract the sun, you know move, what up, what to we the move sun. up to the sun. Exactly. The, our, our, our pineal, our pineal gland. gland. Pineal. Pineal. Yeah. Pineal gland. Um, it's what we, it's the sun hits our pineal gland and it activates it and it just does what it does from the top down. Yeah. And so I think about that, it does it so much more efficiently when, you're, when your body's in alignment with, you know, and it's alkaline instead of acidic. Exactly. Alkaline yeah. instead of acidic and, and it's optimal, it's in its optimal, optimal. Um, operation. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to make sure that, you know, you put back, you put back the resources that you that you release exactly and because our foods are no longer having the the resources the genuine resources and you know more about that because the, 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 well, the fact that how the hell are you going to have a patent on seeds <laughs> how the hell do you do that that's nature sorry I'm sorry okay. I, I thought well Nicole says the best all the time Food is information and fuel. Like, I know, babe. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Okay. The fuel part, you know, to give you the energy through this, you gotta eat the certain types, right? But then the information is uh, like, like the nutrients and stuff like that. What's so, in the food, in right? The, the information uh, that the body needs. The body. But, so with it, when you look at it like that, and, they, and the patenting of seeds, like they're trying the to control the information. If you control the information, you can control the people. I don't think I don't think it began that way. I thought they actually thought that they can mimic what God already created. Oh yeah, they, but that, then the they found complex. out they couldn't do it. They, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just a uh, facsimile. You cannot do it. It's not natural. So when do we? You know, how do we know that we're getting 